1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW report prohibited by law. and conditions
0: 18 plus. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. if you love food like we love food in our household you're really going to enjoy today's show my guest today jessica merchant started a very successful food blog back in 2009 and her new cookbook get this seriously delish 150 recipes for people who totally love food who is that that's us we love food and you know why i know jessica's an authority to be able to speak on this subject is because she's from Pittsburgh. You know what they do in Pittsburgh besides football? Eat. My husband's from Pittsburgh. I know what goes on in Pittsburgh. They like their food and they like their football. So thank you, Jessica, for coming on. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is just fantastic because is, we were talking a little bit off air. I was born and raised in San Diego, Um my idea of healthy living. My husband, who was born and raised in Pittsburgh, our his idea of healthy living don't both the time match up. So, how did you kind of incorporate these two worlds into some harmonious way of living? <laughs> um,
2: well, the crazy thing for me is that I was always really interested in. Um, like fitness and health, like I was actually a personal trainer, you know, back in the day, like when I was in college and after college, and I met my husband in a gym, so totally cliche, I know, but um, really, I had done, I would eaten all kinds of ways, and I found that the healthiest way for us to eat in the way that we, that I personally feel best, and I know, you know, that my husband feels best, is and again, it's another cliche, but it's like everything in moderation. So I want to feel that I can eat the things that I want to feel, you know, that I really crave, the things that I really want to eat, but, you know, the vegetables in there somewhere. Get those healthy foods in there somewhere. As long as I'm getting a good balance of everything, that's when I feel best. Well,
0: you have a lot of people who follow you along on this blog. You have millions of people who are are clicking onto your site and seeing what you're talking about, how did this kind of evolve into really this phenomenon of millions of people and and, and what are they most interested in knowing from you? You know, I think any blogger that starts a, you know
2: anyone that starts a blog, you're not really expecting to have a following, you're not really expecting to do anything. I started my blog because I was bored in a job, so I definitely didn't expect it to go anywhere. Um so when people started reading and, you know, I it was something I loved doing, it was really the best of both worlds. But I find that even though I post about food and I talk about food and I post recipes, people want to know the most about my like personal life and not personal life, but you know things that I like and my interests and more things behind the scenes. So a lot of times, you know, when I'm, I might post recipe, but I might talk about something completely unrelated to that recipe, you know, halfway through the post. Um, And I think that's the way that I've really connected with people and have, like, been able to relate to my readers. Because I know when you get those comments and people are like, oh, my gosh, I do the exact same thing, I feel the exact same
0: way, that's really encouraging well, they must feel comfortable with you, and they've made a a connection with you personally where they kind of feel like that they're comfortable with you.
2: Yeah, it it does. It's really cool. That's been my favorite part is, like, the community that's been built on my site. And, I mean, that's really why I love to do it so much. You know, I love to engage and interact with the readers. And people that have been commenting for five years or that I've talked to, you know, over email for years and years. It's just—it's really cool. It's exposed me to a lot of different people that you know I wouldn't have otherwise met, and it's just—it's—it's it's been really great.
0: Well, and, and people can go to it. It's www.howsweeteat.com. Howsweeteat.com. We have links up to it as well. How did it? How has it evolved from where you were at 2009 to where you're at today?
2: Um, honestly, it probably hasn't evolved too, too much besides the um, like authentic growth, I from day one knew that I, I'm a very all or nothing person. So in order for me to have to do something and love it, I have to do it the way that I want to do it, you know, and it has to be something that I 100% like to do. So even though in those early days I felt, uh, you know, maybe I should do something different, maybe I should post different recipes, a lot of people say, you know, find your niche in the blogging world. Like, do you cook Italian food? Do you post only healthy recipes? Do you post just baking recipes? And I really don't. And um, that, I guess, you know, is kind of what has kept me going is that I've been able to change it up. And even though I still post in the same way that I was, you know, five years ago, Obviously, I'm older, so my interests have changed, and some of the things I write about have changed, and that's pretty much where I think the most growth has come from, you know, and just going on and having to sit and write something every single day, it makes you grow in all kinds of ways. Well,
0: definitely, absolutely, and, and and probably your readers are growing with you, the ones who started with you, they're also five years older than they were in 2009. Right. <laughs> so it's like everyone's evolving together. Exactly. Well, how did you come up with the 150 recipes that you wanted to incorporate into the new cookbook that, oh, that were was... for people who totally love food?
2: <laughs> that was very difficult for me. Um, it was really hard because I'm used to, Posting recipe, and then you know the next day it's the internet, so you're posting another one, and there's a lot of high turnover and um it was really hard for me to come up with these recipes when I was thinking, you know, I know the book's not going to be out for two years, I don't know what I want to eat in two years you know how how do I know what people are going to want to eat in two years? So I probably cycled through three or four hundred recipes, and even after I'd turned the manuscript in, I was like. It was like, I, I have a new recipe. I have a new recipe that has to go in there. Um, it was really, that was really challenging for me. And even still, while I love all the recipes in the book, you know, I still have those moments of I think of something and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that two years ago to put it in the book, <laughs> you know. So that was definitely probably like the most challenging part of the process for me.
0: Well, at least for a sequel, because people who love to eat, are just like what you're going to say. It's not going to be limited to 150 recipes. There's going to That's be so right. much more down the road. Well, what have been some of your most popular uh, recipes people like? Um, from the blog? from Or from, yeah, um, from the book. Um, did you incorporate any of them from the blog in, into the book, or, or did you I, go I off in, in a whole a new direction? Whole,
2: yeah, I only put about probably less than eight recipes that had been on my blog into the book. Because in my mind, you know, if I'm going to go buy a book, I want it to be all new material that I can't find, you know, on the Internet for free. So, um, but I did incorporate a couple recipes in there. Like, for instance, I put, like, one of our favorite mac and cheese recipes. You know, I have a bunch of mac and cheese recipes on my blog, but this one was, like, my Fairly basic, but probably favorite one, and it's been, I've really revamped it over the last five years, you know, since I've been blogging. Um, Another recipe that I put in there is I make like a baked egg dish with um, spinach and like fontina cheese, and it's, oh my gosh, it's so good. You could do it for like breakfast or dinner. And that was always very popular on my site, and I put a version of that in the book just because I love it so much. Um, like a homemade confetti cupcake recipe. I had one on my site from about three years ago, and it was really popular. But I, you know, revamped that a little bit and also put that in the book and made, like, a better version, at least what I thought was, like, a much better, like, the best no-fail version of a confetti cupcake. So Mm
0: -hmm. those have been pretty big ones. How does bacon fall into the foods we totally love? Oh, my gosh. How doesn't it? (laughs)
2: Um, I, I love bacon. I feel like I come from a long generation of women that love bacon. Like my grandmother loved bacon. My mom loved bacon. And my mom, like, introduced me, I mean, obviously to it, you know, when we were younger, and she would make breakfast on Sunday mornings, or it would be something that she would make if she made breakfast for dinner if my dad was out of town. And even, you know, still today, it's one of her favorite indulgences, but it definitely was always an indulgence. It wasn't something that we ate regularly. It wasn't something that we probably even had every week. So it might have just been because even growing up, I always thought it was such a special food, you know, it was so delicious and it went with everything. And now in her case, my mom doesn't like it, you know, with sweets, with the desserts. but I can do it with you know, sweet or savory, I can do it anyway.
0: Isn't make a um, yeah a breakfast for dinner like one of the greatest things of all time?
2: It is. It's just such like a comforting, nostalgic thing for me. I I love it. It really is.
0: It, it is for me too. There's just something about having. I guess if you had breakfast for dinner all the time, it it wouldn't be. But but. It's always just a great thing whenever we think about that, when we think, oh, what's for dinner? We don't know. Well, let's let's do breakfast for dinner. I mean, everybody always, always loves it. We do that same thing. I I was looking around at your blog this week, and um, one of the things that I saw that you were blogging about, which I thought was just really amazing because it's all of a sudden taken on this new popularity, but adult milkshakes. And uh, um. we're we're starting to see that pop up here in Seattle a lot. And I've done some yeah. research in the past on adult milkshakes. And it used to be that, that's the way that they, when they were made, originally that's the way they were made was uh, adult milkshakes, which means they have alcohol in them. And some then they took that back and, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then took the good part out. <laughs> and so and so right. I'm really happy to be seeing them making a comeback. Oh, I know.
2: I love them. Um, we have a couple – you know burger joints around here the last few years that have made them really popular and they use um some of like our local bakeries desserts and they're just oh they're just to die for they're so good i'm not even like a very big milkshake person to begin with but you know there's such creative flavors and when
0: you add like baileys or kahlua to it it's it's just delicious it's wonderful Absolutely, absolutely. And um, that's just one of the things you'll see on Jessica's blog. Which is, there was, uh, I think, some banana um, muffins on there, I think I saw yes. It makes you hungry when you go and look at those. And my husband's a cook in my house, so I'm going to start sending him to Jessica's site so he can pick up some healthy eating tips, but also some good eating tips, because we do totally love food in our house, but we're also trying to be, we want to live, and we're kind of getting older in life, you know, and when you're in your 20s and 30s, you don't really think about living, you know, into your 50s and 60s and 70s, you you just don't think that far, but once you start getting to your 40s, you're thinking, hey, that's not very far off, and I'm not really ready to go yet, so. And I think um, in
2: your 30s, you also realize what, like, how food really, really makes you feel. So even mm-hmm. though you might want to have, like, two cupcakes, you know that you got to just
0: stick with one. <laughs> right, right. And, and it's hard because the 30s is really a very busy time in your life. It's usually when you're raising your family. So there's a lot of hecticness going on all the time, working and kids' activities and kids going to school or kids going to daycare or kids just at home or, you know, there's just a lot of... Um, unstructured. You're trying to be very structured in your 30s, but when children come along, all that goes out the window, and you're just really hanging on for dear life. Yes. <laughs> and so you want to eat as, as good as you possibly can, but it's it's really hard, and I think that's where fast food has um, been able to take such a stronghold on us, is because it takes kind of this thinking out of the eating process. You could just Kind of a no brainer just to drive through, and whereas you have to plan a meal you know some time and effort has has to go into that, but with with your blog, you've really stripped it down and tried to make it really as easy for people as as possible.
2: yeah, that's kind of been one of my goals, um I guess focused for you know busy young professionals and just people that think that cooking a good meal takes. You know, they they don't want to come home after work and spend an hour or two in the kitchen, you know. So that's one of the things I like to make things that are like quick and easy, but they might taste like they t- took a little bit longer in the kitchen, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. just like so, you're not going through the drive-through or you're not ordering takeouts. and
0: right. Well, and I remember as a as a young child when when we were having a big meal or a really homemade meal. Not only was it really great, but there were so many dishes that went into making it, and then the kitchen would be a mess, and the cleanup took as long as the preparation. And I think that that also really turned off a lot of people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, well, of course, now we have dishwashers. We didn't really have dishwashers back in, in that day, but now you can make meals, memorable meals, without having to destroy the kitchen and 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 be in there. You know, you're cooking for two hours and you're cleaning for two hours and, you know, h- how fun, that's not very fun. Right, exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> so now, is, is your family involved with your blog now that it's really um, taken off? Do they give you ideas or contribute at all?
1: Um,
0: No, it's still pretty much just ran by
2: me, but, you know, for the last five years, they've definitely been like my guinea pigs. You know, they'll eat what I make, and luckily I have a lot of family that live, you know, local to me, so they, you know, can take all of the food out of my house (laughs) that I, you know, end up with during the week from cooking all these recipes. I find, though, that I do get great inspiration from them, um, you know if they're telling me about a meal that they had or something that they made before um, but you know it, it's probably split like 50 50 in my family there's some some family members who are really adventurous eaters like I am and the rest just you know want the classics they love to eat but they want you know they don't want things to be too crazy so there's definitely a good balance there
0: yeah, and I'm sure that they really get excited for you too wh- because you've had such success even outside of your blog. Uh, a lot of your work has been featured in Women's Health and Fitness and Shape Magazine, Southern Living, and, you know, they know how to eat in the South as well. So if you make it in the Southern Living, you tapped into something for sure that, 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 that they were something very close to their heart and the Huffington Post as well. So but when they see you kind of in these internationally known publications, what's everyone's reaction? I think it's all kind of still,
2: it's still a little bit surreal because it's like, what do you do? You just like post about food on the internet? I mean, some days <laughs> I still think about that, you know? I'm like, I write I write stuff on the internet about food, you know, anyone can do it. <laughs> so I think every, it's just, I mean, everybody thinks it's really cool, but it's still a very surreal thing that. You know, I've been able to do this, like, in my kitchen on my little laptop computer and create it.
0: And um, do you you take your own photographs of your pictures?
2: I do. I do take my own photos. Um, That's probably the most challenging part for me. It's definitely my least favorite part of the process. But, you know, in order to have a site that people want to visit, you have to make things visually appealing. So I've really had to
0: force myself to learn you know, how to do that. Yeah, is is there a special technique, you know, for, you know, I'm sure there's a technique for photographing children and pets. Is is there something special that, you know, that you have to know about food? Well, uh, since since it is my least favorite part
2: of the process, I really – don't do anything very special at all i try to get out of it as quick and easy and painless as i can i don't do any crazy (laughs) food styling i don't have an eye for this like some of these beautiful food stylists do in magazines so i like to keep things simple but i do only use natural light and that's all i've ever used that's all i've used for five years so you know i could plan to like you know have on my calendar to be making five recipes tomorrow and to photograph them but if it's like absolutely storming and you know thunderstorms and it's black outside and just a horrible gray day that kind of goes by the wayside so I'm sort of like mother nature's like calling I have to wait and see you know how things are going
0: to go with the weather but right right yeah I didn't think about that but and they have some really amazing thunderstorms in, in Pittsburgh you get Completely different thunderstorms out there than we get out here. We do have some crazy storms,
2: especially in the summer.
0: hmm well, Yeah, I've I've been there and witnessed some of them. i have never seen anything like it before in my life. I'm like, well, that's what they're talking about about thunderstorms. <laughs> they really mean it. <laughs> well, um, what what do you want people to take away from from uh, from the cookbook when when they get it and they're and they're looking through the pictures and they're looking through the recipes what 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 do you want them to maybe come away with at the end of at the end of the day the biggest thing for
2: me is i want people to be able to make recipes their own and to not be intimidated by them because i have a lot of people ask me you know how do i start cooking i don't even know where to start And, um, you know, I don't do anything extra special when I I look at recipes and determine what I like and maybe what, you know, what flavors I would like and try to make them my own. So, you know, when you're flipping through that book, if you see something that might catch your eye and, you know, but you might want to try it another way, I think that's like the most important thing that you can really make almost any recipe your own. And, you know, you just, you have to get in the kitchen and you have to cook and you have to spend some time doing it. But once you do, it really all comes
0: together and it does become easier. Well, and another great thing is your blog has been read by over 69 million people. That's just a, a, a crazy, staggering amount of people. Um, you're still interacting with them. If When they buy your cookbook, they can log on to howsweeteats.com and they can leave comments and, and still interact with you um, on, on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely my favorite part.
2: I love you know communicating with my readers.
0: Great. We have links up for everybody. You can purchase it on Amazon. You can Barnes and Noble, and I'm sure they're going to have it in bookstores everywhere. And just just as a note, if you're ever in a bookstore and they don't have a book it's kind of like being in a wine store and they don't have the wine that you like just ask them and they're happy to order these books because they want to sell you a book so if if for some reason you happen to be in a, a, a bookstore and you don't see the, the, the book you're looking for and in this instance we're looking for seriously delish by jessica merchant 150 recipes for people who totally love food that's us we're the foodies um ask for it, and, and they will absolutely order it. But you can also order it online. Thank you, Jessica, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's been really fun. Thank you so much. To to Thank you for having Pittsburgh. me. Oh, no problem. Well, I, I looked this morning, the pre-sales on this were at number nine. Your 169 million people are coming through for you. So um, I'm sure that we'll be talking when the next cookbook comes out as well. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, hold the line just a minute and uh, and uh, I'll, 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 I want to talk to you just a minute before you hang up, okay?
2: Great, thank you.
0: And that was Jessica Merchant. You can pick up her book, Seriously Delish, 150 Recipes for People Who Totally Love Food and that is actually out September 2nd, available for pre-order and like I said, it's already at number nine on Amazon in pre-orders. And her... Recipes have been featured in Bon Appetit, Food 52, The Huffington Post, Shape, Fitness, Women's South, Southern Living, and many, many, many more. We're going to play right now Bradford Lomas and Beth Whitney. They are some Seattle artists. Their album just was released yesterday. It's already climbing the chart, beating out other artists like Blake Shelton and uh, Alan Jackson and, and so many others. It's called... The Banner Days, and I'm going to play you Come Dance With Me from Beth Whitney and Bradford Lomas. I'll be right back. show, we would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and of course our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out, get back with us, let us know what you think, and be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here.
2: We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.